It's Be A Doer with Master Fitness Trainer John Abdo. I'm Steve Syed. Each Be A Doer podcast features Master Coach and Trainer John Abdo sharing his fitness insights to help you get into shape and stay there. Thanks for joining us. And you're listening to Be A Doer with host John Abdo. John, of course, is a Fitness Hall of Fame coach. He has coached many professional athletes, many Olympic athletes. He is highly regarded as an inventor, the Abdur, and now the latest incarnation of the Abdur is the Abdur 360 is John's invention. The Abdur has been in the market for over 20 years, if you can imagine. Millions of people have purchased the Abdur, making John one of the planet's most uh, iconic fitness inventors. And we're so pleased to be talking with John. And John, we're involved in a series that's mind, body, spirit, a big, big subject for you. And this is an important one. Uh, This is really one that I love hearing you talk about, which is self-improvement. I want to turn this particular podcast into a little bit of a primer for self-improvement. And I know that you're a very big believer in, in people taking the bull by the horn and really getting behind their lives, making the turning themselves, if I can say it this way, into the best person that they can possibly be on, on every possible level. John, uh, take us through your feelings regarding self, self-empowerment, self-improvement, and how that relates to getting and staying fit. Well, thanks for that question. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of like the starting point with, uh, with everything, Steve. I mean, you know, we talk about mind, body, spirit, and in a previous segment, you know, we talk about the mind or the body, and um, it, everything starts in the mind. You have to make the decision. You have to put it in your head what you're going to do with a capital D and a capital O. What are you going to do? And what I say, you need all three principles congruent with one another in order for you to become successful. And that's not just thinking it, but saying it, but not just saying it and or thinking it, but doing it, actually, actually doing it. So, you know, uh, people have to make up their minds what they want to do and they have to stick to it. Now, this is a disciplinary action. It takes motivation. It takes passion. And, and a lot of people, unfortunately, get caught in ruts, even though they may have a complex, sophisticated lifestyle that's, uh, you know, uh, you know, again, very complex. And there's so many responsibilities that they're that they're trying to accomplish. You have to bring it back to yourself. You have to bring it back to yourself. And I know that I've done segments here before and on our, on our other shows about uh, positive selfishness. And what positive selfishness is, I mean, I, I've always learned that being selfish is a bad thing. And then the first time I got on a flight, you know, first time I sat on an airplane, I made sure I got the window seat so I could look out the window and everything like that. And they said, you know, they tell you to buckle up. And they say, in the event of an emergency, the oxygen mask can deploy from the overhead compartment. Put the mask on you first before helping others. And I go, man, that's that's pretty selfish. Put it on me first. And when I got the, you know, grandmother sitting next to me, a single mother holding her baby, I go, you know, I would I would try to help them before helping me. But but the the uh, you know, the motive here is to take care of yourself, to become the strongest, you know, most productive, energetic person that you could become. So you can take care of yourself and those around you. So, you know, the the. The area of success, isn't, especially in physical fitness, isn't just exercising because I see people come to the gym that exercise and they're not into it, you know, and I remember one time 
you know, I've, I always have people coming to me and I always, uh, you know, uh, give this example. And it's kind of like I set it up as a question. Here's one guy. He comes to me and says, hey, John, my doctor says I'm overweight. And my blood pressure is high and I have to exercise. Plus, my wife is getting on me because I'm, you know, I'm gaining so much weight. Another guy comes in. He says, hey, John, I want to get in shape. My wife's pregnant. I want to be there for my kids. I want to play baseball with them. I definitely want to do this stuff. So on into two, both of which come to the gym and subscribe to the fitness lifestyle. On into two, which one do you think is going to succeed? You know, and it's the guy who wants to do it, not the guy who has to do it or is told to do it. So it is it is a mindset. And, you know, uh, it's it's it's. I see the challenge for fitness professionals like myself, health professionals like myself, when people say, oh, man, life's hard enough. Why do I gotta, Why do I have to spend extra time exercising? Can't it just come easy? Well, it doesn't because because uh, if you if your thinking is out of control, your uh, your emotions are going to be out of control. Your eating is going to be out of control. Your self-respect is going to be out of control. And the bottom line is that your life is going to be out of control. So it's really important to try to gain control of that. Uh, shows like this, and I appreciate the platform, Steve, you know, allows me to help motivate people and, and to get them saying, wow, okay, I have to do this. But a lot of people, as you know, abandon programs, whether it's a physical fitness program where they either buy a piece of exercise equipment and they have to use it in their home or they join a gym and they actually have to physically go to the gym. It's a decision whether or not you're going to do it. So I say, if you're going to do it, do it with enthusiasm, even if it's a fake it in order for you to make it type thing. And I call it the banquet room table. And let's listen to this <laughs> analogy because this really this really is a true story. I remember when I was a little kid, I went to a wedding with my parents and you walk in and this big banquet hall, everything is so beautiful. These big white sheet tables, you know, with all the favors on there, the flowers and everything is so neat with the forks and knives and plates. And they had all these, you know, different ornaments on the tables and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, going, going to this, uh, uh, celebration. And then all of a sudden we're walking to the parking lot and my mother says, Oh, I think I left something underneath the table. Right. And so I run back in and the crew started dismantling everything. They took all those beautiful, you know, favors and flowers and decorations off the table and they started removing all the white towels. And I seen this ugly, you know, particle board table underneath this beautiful table that we just sat at for hours. And it's like, wow, they hid the, ugly part underneath the table and they decorated it on the outside. The moral to this story is decorate your table and you could decorate your table, your mental table, however you want to decorate it. But eventually those, those decorations, those flowers, those favors on top of that table are going to stay. And that's a, that's a, a beautiful thing to train the brain because because the analogy here, it's like, okay, I'm thinking positive, but I really know what the real situation is. And okay, I'm thinking positive, but I really know what the what the situation is. But after a while, it's, it's just a ratio. If you think positive equal to your negativity, then you balance out a little bit, right? 
So it's a percentage game. And, you know, in a business transaction, the guy who has 51% over the one instead of 50-50 or whatever, the guy who's got 49% is the guy who's got less control. So at least put more of a percentage of time into thinking healthier, more positive, more productive, more realistic, but with, with a, a sense of courage. And I guarantee unbelievable success in your life. For me, I'm five foot eight. I'm never going to be a professional basketball player, for instance, right? So if I say, yeah, Steve, what you just said, yeah, for sure. You become what you think about. Well, let's say, for instance, if I think I, I want to play professional basketball, that's unrealistic. It's never going to happen. You know, I can't even call a basketball, right? You know, let alone dunk a basketball. But for average people, I want to feel better. I want to think better. I want to have more control of my emotions. I want to be a better contributor for my life, but the lives of those around me, especially those who you know have have children and businesses and communities and things like that that they want to take care of. So, so the bottom line is that the the better you can coach and motivate yourself, the better you can keep yourself on track, the greater the person you're going to be. Put that oxygen mask on you first multiple times every day. And eventually that oxygen mask is going to be on your face every single second of every single day. And that banquet room table is going to always look beautiful. That's that's awesome, John. Totally understood. Got it. And it's great advice. Really very doable advice. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate Thank you so it. Much. John, we're going to continue with our Mind, Body, Spirit series with one more episode in this series that's going to be all about getting and staying motivated. John Abdo is our host for Be a Doer. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Syatt. Join us again real soon. You've been listening to Be a Doer with Master Fitness Trainer John Abdo. For more information, we invite you to visit John's website, getabdoer360.com. That's get. A-B-D-O-E-R 360.com.